The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is April 5th, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. We have about, what, 10 days left to get your taxes in? <laughs> is that good news or bad? <laughs> we just hope we can do it. Uh, joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. Always good to be with you. All right. Sounds good. Well, last week we had Debbie Quackenbush McLehaney, I hope I pronounced that right, founder and chief executive officer for American Military Families. They do actually emergency financial assistance, mental health intervention, therapy, and peer support to United States military veterans, troops, and their families who are battling the effects of post-traumatic stress and dramatic brain injury. In in order to inspire, empower, and improve the quality of life for those veterans who answer the nation's, our nation's call. If you missed the live show, be sure to listen to the archive shows on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, we do have a couple announcements that we want you to remember um, as far as uh, uh, the American military family goes. They have an event coming up on April 13th with Charlie Daniels. Uh, be sure to you know go to the website, listen to the archive show, or just go to the uh, military. It's AMF actually, AMF100.org, and that's another way to get to their site, and that way you can uh, read more about the event. Also, I, I don't know if everybody remembers we had uh, Bill. We had a, a organization on called uh, Tools for Troops. Do you remember them? Oh yes, the Oregon-based unit. Yes, it is, and uh, they actually are doing, what they're doing is providing free tools. Well, they have an event coming up on April 9th from 10 to 2 p.m. They are actually distributing a wide range of a variety of tools uh, for home or for workplace free for the veterans. So, you know, don't forget if you're in that area, be sure to uh, check it out. Also, I want to mention that um, uh, it's on, I'm just trying to think here for a minute, on April 13th, that Charlie Daniels event is uh, uh, compliments, again, of, uh, for Charlie, of D- Charlie Daniels. He's, he's a dynamite, uh, very, very uh, military-orientated man. So, again, be sure to go to the American Heroes Network.com, and you can read about more about these uh, events that are going on. 
Now, Bill, I guess there was an instance. There's more news and news. You know, this news that's going on with uh, the Wounded Warriors Project. They said last week they, the dismissal that two top executives had brought order to the popular veterans charity. But recipients of services are really worried. Donors are jittery, jittery, and experts contend that it's not. It's going to be very hard for them to get the public's trust back. What do you hear about that? Did you hear anything different? Uh, well, Bill? Gary, I'm hearing in the uh, in the past week, uh, the Wounded Warrior Project has announced that uh, retired uh, Army Major uh, Charles Charlie Fletcher will serve as the interim uh, Chief Operating <laughs> Officer. Uh, he's an individual who has been on their uh, board of directors and uh, uh, hopefully things will cool down uh, under his uh, leadership until a permanent uh, uh, CEO is uh, selected. So uh, uh, they're moving towards uh, normalizing things and getting back to doing the things that they need to do, and that's to assist uh, our men and women who've served this great country. Right, right. And we have, uh, our guest for you is somebody that uh, has an organization here that uh, uh, is top in the field. And, and again, we give a lot of credit uh, to you, Cecil, um, you know, for starting this organization. And Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Well, absolutely. Cecil Bird, as you've mentioned, is the executive director for the National Association for Concerned Veterans. Cecil has been serving veterans as they transition into civilian life for over 40 years. After his discharge from the Army in 1972, Cecil returned to the University of Alabama to complete graduate work and head up its Office of Veterans Affairs. In 1984, Cecil became the Executive Director of the National Association of Concerned Veterans in the District of Columbia. NAC is a 501c19 advocating, uh, that's a, uh, a nonprofit advocating for and serving the neediest of veterans. NACV has trained, housed, and employed literally thousands of D.C. area veterans alone. Today, NACV's major focus is its comprehensive Reentry Great Expectations program model. At its peak, NACV had over 3,000 chapters in over 35 states around the country. Cecil has worked closely with local, state, and federal agencies and the U.S. Congress, as well as veteran service organizations, community-based organizations, and private sector organizations around the country. Cecil, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome. Thanks, Bill. It's happy to, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you very much. All right. And Cecil, maybe you can tell us, how did, how did this all start? Well, um, first of all, I'd like to clarify, I, I certainly didn't, didn't found uh, uh, NACV. NACV started in 1968. Um, and uh, and it was it was started by a lot of grassroots uh, Vietnam veterans that had just gotten back and uh, and found uh, as, as we all know uh, 
uh, no welcome home and, and no real uh, services and benefits. So it started as a grassroots community-based uh, self-help veterans organization. In fact, the, the, when it initially was uh, started, it was called the National Association of Collegiate Veterans. And then in 1972, uh, when they came to Washington, D.C., they changed the name to uh, Concerned Veterans. All right. Now, what's it? Maybe you could explain to us what's the difference between a five hundred one C three and a five hundred one C nineteen. The uh, the five hundred one we, we when when we incorporated we we had the option of of uh, being a five hundred one C three or a five hundred one C nineteen. The organization chose five hundred one C nineteen because that's a, that's specifically a a veteran service organization. So. Um, you know, it, it is tax exempt. It is um, um, uh, tax deductible for, for donations as, as long as it uh, uh, continues to, to meet the, uh, the guidelines as laid out in its articles in, uh, uh, of incorporation. Um, as far as the federal government is concerned, when, when, um, uh, when, when housing was made available, uh, you know, to to uh, to donate uh, housing for for a dollar to, and we we were interested in doing it for uh, helping our homeless veteran population. Um, the 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 federal government was familiar with 501c3, and so um, they just pretty much required uh, any organizations that wanted to take advantage of that opportunity to be 501c3s. We. Um, we petitioned uh, HUD at the time, and and they and they agreed to uh, you know to they understood that that the 501 C19 um, uh, category is is uh, you know is is the same and and uh, and could qualify, but but uh, really VA and a lot of the other uh, uh, agencies followed. Uh, HUD, and so that's that's the that's the uh, designation that that is mostly uh, uh, accepted. And uh, I don't know if I explained it or not, but that's pretty much what what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Bill, well, I, Cecil, I think you you've explained it adequate. I I uh, would go right along with what you said. It, that this particular kind of of nonprofit. Uh, is really uh, uh, totally committed to serving veterans uh, and their families. And, uh, you know, there, there, there are many organizations everywhere. As a matter of fact, one you're probably aware of that's over in Baltimore, that's the uh, MACBET, the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training. They're right. at C-119 and, uh, you know, as in their formative years and working with the uh, Maryland uh, Disabled American Veterans, uh, that's where it, uh, uh, you know, advanced to. So I, I think it has a, a, a wider advantage in terms of, of assisting uh, veterans and their families who are very much need needing as a result of their service and commitment to this great country of ours. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we go ahead? I know we have a lot of other things to talk about. Why don't we just take an early break here? Um, Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. (laughs) 
love what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Cecil Bird, Executive Director for the National Association of Concerned Veterans. Now, Cecil, uh, again, why don't we continue on with the history of your organization? Um, I mean, you've been around for a long time, um, just about more than any organization we've had on in a year, right, Bill? That's exactly right. That's unbelievable. So if you can go ahead with the history again, more about it. Well, as I stated earlier, and. Uh, the, the organization was started in 1968, and it was, uh, it was a, a grassroots effort, and, um, uh, and, and it was vets helping veterans. When they came to D.C., um, uh, they, had, they, had, uh, they had already been in existence for uh, about four years, and, and they, had, uh, they had small uh, community-based veteran groups uh, all, all around the country, and, and a lot of them were uh, uh, Associated with um, uh, colleges and universities, and so they they were actually the NACV was actually the beginning of uh, for for our era anyway the uh, the Veteran Students of America the Veterans uh, Student Veterans Associations and that sort of thing. Um, as I as I said earlier, when when we started, there was there was no recognition of post traumatic stress disorder i think at the time we were calling it pbs syndrome post vietnam syndrome there there was no uh, acknowledgement and and recognition of agent orange there was no judicial review uh, the, there, there was no uh, veterans employment and training services in the Department of Labor. Uh, there was no DVOPs or uh, vet reps on campus from the VA. There, there was, uh, I, don't, I don't even think there was, um, uh, you know, you had the VA home loan, but I don't think there was a, uh, a SBA uh, veterans component at the time. There certainly was no OSDEBU, which is the Office of Small Disadvantaged Business Utilization. There were no vet centers. Um, and, and, you know, as you well know at this time or can probably remember, um, 
there was a significant number of returning Vietnam veterans that ended up uh, uh, having legal issues and and uh, and being incarcerated. Uh, this was the 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 the, the start of uh, uh, homeless veteran uh, uh, situation. In fact, at at one time, I think one out of uh, one out of three new admissions to uh, I might be a little high on this. It may be one out of four, but uh, new admissions to uh, uh, prisons and. Uh, uh, were 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 Vietnam veterans. Um, the homeless uh, the homeless was uh, uh, very high too. Homeless vets made up uh, maybe I would say maybe new homeless was also around uh, one out of three or, or one out of four. Um, and so NACV started out, uh, you know, working with uh, I think Swords to Plowshares came along at that time. Um, uh, June Walensis organization came along. The, the, most of the the traditional veteran service organizations really weren't uh, weren't uh, receptive to the returning uh, uh, Vietnam veteran. I think the first organizations, the VSOs, to 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 change that was the. Uh, Bill, as you know, the Disabled American Vet DAV and uh, and Blind Blind BVA Blind Vets of America and PVA Paralyzed Vets of America, uh, and then and then after a while, some of the others, uh, you know, uh, traditional veterans organizations came around and started uh, opening their doors. But but initially, it was uh, it was. Um, um, groups like NACV that that pushed for um, the the uh, legislation for uh, post uh, post traumatic stress disorder and and Agent Orange and judicial review and all all and establishment of the Veterans Employment and Training Services. Um, so that that was that was how it started, uh, and that was really our heyday. Our heyday was in the '68 to to uh, to '70. Actually, when I came to DC, the uh, NACV has had pretty much, um, um, you know, uh, grown to its height, and and I'll, I'll I'm sorry to keep talking here, but I'll tell you what actually um, uh, neutralized the movement for Vietnam veterans, and that was that the the federal government uh, ended up hiring the uh, the veteran leadership around the country, and um, and after they hired the leadership. Um, around the country, and they probably didn't have to hire more than 100 or 200 vets. Um, the the movement started dying, and um, you know that that's when VBA Vietnam Veterans of America, um, you know, chose to get its charter and and chose to uh, step forward. That was right after the um, uh, the memorial Vietnam Veterans Memorial. So um, that's that's when I came to DC in '78, and then in '84 I was. Uh, uh, I was elected to the executive director of the association. All right. You know, incarcerated vets, I heard that there's over a million, and 20% of those are, are female veterans. And how does, how does the organization help out? Do they uh, get involved in the veterans court system? Well, that, that's, a, um, that's something that we're really, really trying to push, and, and uh, we're not doing very well in the nation's capital. But uh, Bill knows, and you know too, Gary, that veterans courts have proven to be very successful uh, around the country. Um, the, the recidivism rate is significantly uh, decreased, and, and also uh, veterans going into, uh, going into prison to begin with is, is uh, helped. NACV started doing um, working in prisons from from the very beginning, and uh, we started doing a lot of work with alternative sentencing. and And so, what we've been able to to do over the years, um, 
was to was to uh, submit to the court, uh, both the court, the judge, and prosecution, and and, uh, and defendant um, alternative plans uh, for for veterans that are running into problems. And obviously, it included um, it included uh, treatment, you know, drug treatment and mental health treatment, as as well as uh, wraparound and supportive services. So um, that's that's pretty much. Uh, and we we still we still do a lot of that, and we're we're running into a number of uh, returning OIF and OEF vets that uh, that are that are running into the the uh, the, the um, you know run, running into the legal system I don't know why I don't know why the country is not uh, and the and the court system is not supporting the um, um, veterans courts because they, they make a tremendous uh, difference and they're desperately needed Yes, definitely. Now, uh, Bill, what do you think about uh, maybe hooking up uh, Cecil and uh, Major Kenny? Major Kenny is uh, um, he, he he's actually trying to develop the vet, uh, the uh, judicial veterans courts. Uh, is that correct, Bill? That that is correct. And Cecil, you might know him because he's uh, a member of the uh, the District of Columbia uh, Civilian Defense Force. I think it is. And uh, you know the, the the problem, as I understand it, is that uh, uh, folks that are in the judicial system in the District of Columbia uh, don't seem to see that that the need and necessity of having special courts to deal with veterans, and 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 that you know that that that's really uh, uh, sad because uh, Cecil, you probably know uh, of the success that this. Our program has had since it started years ago in Buffalo, New York. I mean, it, it, it's uh, it's moving, but 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 it, it's a hurdle. In 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 Maryland, where I reside, it's uh, it's taken time to to get it off the ground. It's off the ground now in its infancy, but it's something that's got to be pushed and pushed as, as much as possible. Yeah, the I, I I do know Kenny. Kenny, I haven't I haven't worked closely with him, but Matt Carey, the the former director of the Office of Veterans Affairs for the district, uh, has been working very very uh, uh, hard and long on that, and he's been working with with Kenny plus the 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 successful programs around the country, like uh, you know in New York and in Massachusetts. Um, you know, we it's it's funny because we have a uh, a a a drug a drug court and a mental health court here in the yeah. District of Columbia. There's no reason in the world it couldn't be linked with that, and there's no reason we couldn't just put some um, you know, veteran uh, uh, experts uh, with uh, veterans and veterans' issues right there with them. And it, it, It's not a cost factor. By the way, the, the District of Columbia, the nation's capital, spends less than $10. It has a budget of less than $10 per veteran and veteran family per year. <laughs> And the and the Office of Veterans Affairs budget um, that, that for the district that is so sad, but uh, wow. you know our nation's capital. Yeah. Ten bucks. <laughs> yep, ten bucks. What can you you can do a Starbucks or maybe yeah. a Metro Pass for the day? You know that's it. That's not right. Have to change that. Now you're you're also you have a lot of uh, well as far as the veterans courts goes. I mean, what can we do about it? Uh, I mean. Uh, can can anybody? What's what's some steps we can take, or our listeners can no, take? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like it's like Bill was saying. Uh, we we just have to keep 
keep pushing and 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 get it get it some more visibility. Satterfield is the chief justice, and I don't know what his. Uh, I haven't talked to him personally about it, but but we 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 need to get we need to get to him and and get to the the council and and get raise the visibility just like. Uh, you know, just like our our voting representation, we just have to keep pushing, and and uh, we'll we'll get there, but uh, not not soon enough. Well, you're absolutely correct, and I, there's some efforts along the way to 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 do that, Cecil, and it's and it's got to be done because, as you mentioned, this is a shame that in the nation's capital, and I think uh, you know they're operating uh, record-wise with about thirty thirty-five. Uh, thousand veterans uh, in in the District of Columbia, but you know that that number is a moving target because uh, what happens? People come from all over the country and they end up landing in the District of Columbia, and then it becomes a, a, a local problem. But getting back to the history that you uh, explained, uh, Cecil, I, I think this is the foundation for a lot of the issues that we have today. I mean, mostly still the issue being with Vietnam veterans, 75% of those individuals who either had boots on the ground or served in the era is still alive today. So that's a significant population. And uh, when they were coming back to home and community, their inability uh, uh, to make that 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 transition or that readjustment, uh, you know, with uh, all kinds of problems, whether it's uh, uh, you know uh, in the mental uh, uh, health area, uh, uh, problems existed there, and we we resorted to such things as uh, you know uh, self medication, drugs, alcohol, and the homeless. That part, I think, was the biggest thing that manifested from that that we're still dealing with today. And uh, you know what has happened. I mean, there's been all kinds of calls for making and eliminating homelessness in the District of Columbia. Yeah, that, uh, the uh, and the mayor just uh, pushed out a... Uh, a plan to to close down uh, DC General and you, you know the CCNV, um, the homeless shelter there on Second and D has has been around from forever since uh, Mitch Schneider's days. But you yeah. know the the issue the issue with homelessness is is very 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 complex and and I I, I don't feel like uh, NACV doesn't feel like that the that the country, uh, you know, the VA included, and and HUD and and the federal government have have are really doing the right thing. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. There are over 900 vouchers, uh, supportive housing vouchers that uh, that have gone to uh, to veterans over the last several years, and um, and we started a furniture program over five years ago using uh, furniture from Walter Reed and and Fort Myers and some of the other installations and what we found is a lot of these veterans were getting housing vouchers and apartments with no furniture so uh, you know why would you why would you take somebody off the street or out of a shelter or <laughs> and and put them in, in in housing and they don't have tables they don't have chairs they don't have lamps they don't have beds they don't have uh, dressers they, they they don't have any, any of the things that 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 they need so um, we through this program we delivered furniture to over 500 veterans uh, in in the DC uh, in DC alone. The majority of them were from Ward Seven and Eight, which is the 
the the you know the the lowest uh, and the neediest uh, area in the, in the city and um not not only did they not have uh, by the way the the new mayor shut that program down um and that the program is uh, is shut down now with uh, over 90 brand new Tempur-Pedic mattresses and close to wow. 600 uh, blankets that we could have been using but uh, for some reason or other that's that program was uh you know, was uh, was shut down. We had uh, we had refrigerators, we had stoves, we had appliances, we had computers. Um, but anyway, that those are those are just uh, some of the things that that that, that we're up against. With by the way, that that takes us into our Great Expectations program, which is our comprehensive readjustment and transition program bill that we've been trying to roll out, and hopefully we're going to be doing that with Tom Wilson and UMED and some of the other groups that you're familiar with. Yeah, and it's most impressive what you have uh, uh, up on the board there with uh, the uh, targeting the women women veterans and uh, your estimate on that project. I mean, that that's that's... That's going to be a big deal there with that with the number that you have projected for it. Yeah, the 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 we've we've had some real difficulties uh, finishing that project up. We've been on on it for uh, over three years now. We completed the smaller unit, which is a six bedroom uh, brick facility that that uh, will will hire uh, high house uh, and transitionally house. Uh, 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 six female veterans. The the other one is a 13 bed bedroom um, facility that will house uh, 13 female veterans plus plus children. We're really hoping to be able to uh, finish this by uh, hopefully before more Memorial Day. But um, we st- we started that from scratch. Both of those buildings were uninhabitable, and uh, we had some real good support from. Um, uh, uh, coalition for for America's uh, heroes, um, uh, the Vietnam Veterans Foundation, Circle of Friends for America's Veterans, and and actually the the local um, um, uh, plumbing and and mechanical uh, union has been very very helpful. Chris Warnke's uh, uh, efforts to get that to get that support has been great. Uh, uh, that, like I said, should be able to do a lot of uh, real, uh, make a real difference in in, the, in dealing with female veterans in the District of Columbia. Oh, definitely. We're going to pop in and take a break right now. Uh, you're going to hear more about the VSP channel. That's the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel. I know everybody that listens um, went there already and checked them out. If you didn't, <laughs> be sure to go there. They are the nation's first online broadcast televised channel for veterans, their family members, and the veteran service organizations that support them. The warning signs of traumatic brain injury or PTSD and other stress reactions should be something every soldier should understand. Every soldier should be able to respond to them quickly enough to save a fellow soldier's life. They need funding to complete five new episodes that will help our veterans build confidence as they search for a way to transition back into civilian life. The VSB channel can't do this alone and they need your help. Go to the VSPchannel.com today and learn more on how you can help. You can also find them on the National VA website. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Cecil Byrd, Executive Director for the National Association of Concerned Veterans. And Bill, you had a question just before we uh, came back from break. Well, Gary, what I'd uh, uh, like to hear from uh, Cecil is on this VRAP program, and I'm sure he knows all the details better than I. But, Cecil, one of the things that concerned me about this is that uh, are we really, really getting to the objective here in reducing and hopefully eliminating homelessness? Because, as I understand, one of the one of the, the things involved in VRAP is that we're finding places for people to stay. Give them a place for six, eight months, whatever the time is, and uh, thinking that they're off the street and uh, everything is shut down. But there's there's still some other things that needs to be going on, and I see this as an unsupervised kind of approach to dealing with a real serious problem. Yeah, Bill, the, the, the VRAP program uh, ended. Uh, it was a, it was a uh, it was a two year program uh, that that the Obama uh, Obama administration introduced, and um, it ended last March. And uh, there was legislation to uh, you know to to extend it, but it it, it ne- never passed. But but yeah, the the main thing the VRAP program the VRAP program uh, gave gave uh, the earlier era veterans uh, some additional. Uh, training opportunities, but those training opportunities were supposed to lead to jobs, and they did not lead to jobs in in probably ninety five percent of the case. So that's where we're dropping the ball. We 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 need to figure out ways to put our veterans to work. Um, the the you, you had mentioned that the Vietnam era veteran is in their late sixties now, 
Um, but but because of the 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 economy and economics, uh, we we still need to uh, we still need to be working even <laughs> even when we're when we're past uh, retirement age. We we can't retire, and so these vets need to be employed. They need to be generating some revenue, even if it's only part time, and that's where I think we're, we're we're dropping the ball. If you if you put people in housing and and don't uh, allow them or don't give them the opportunity or don't facilitate them um, doing something productive with no matter what their disability is, there's a lot of things that they can do, even if it's a sheltered uh, workshop type uh, type setup. Uh, by the way, NISH, I don't know whether you're familiar with NISH. NISH is the National Institute for the Severely Handicapped. That is a, a, a program that allows uh, organizations to uh, negotiate federal government contracts. And uh, I would say maybe as early as 15 years ago, maybe further, um, NISH was, was primarily for uh, physically disabled individuals and and uh, cognitively disabled individuals, um, but but when when uh, back back a while back the it changed so that if you were. Uh, if you had substance abuse uh, issues and addiction issues, that is severely handicapped. If you have mental health issues, PTSD, uh, depression, whatever, that is um, that is severely handicapped. So what that did is it opened the door for veterans all over the country. And if you are compliant with your medication and your treatment, there's nothing that 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 you can't do. And so we really need to get people, uh, the veteran community. Community to uh, to to uh, make sure that we take advantage of the of the niche opportunities. Right. Well, you know, uh, Cecil, that's very important, and I'm sure you've probably uh, uh, heard about a, a new initiative that the VA has come up with now in these local community engagement boards, and that there's one for the national capital area. And uh, uh, these boards are, are are there to look at issues of what you're talking about right now, uh, to hold, hold town hall meetings, and to get this information back to the uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs. Uh, you know, it's it's being supported, in, as far as the administrative support is concerned, through the uh, the local uh, uh, medical center. Uh, in the District of Columbia, but they're all over the country. And I think, you know, a, a person with your background, experience, and the things that you're doing, this kind of input is so important. Uh, I, you know, I, I'll ramble here just a second. Uh, with all of the uh, the uh, support groups that, uh, that you have worked with and everybody else worked with, I think that's where one of the problems are. When we talk about VSOs, we talk about, uh, uh, at the local levels in the, in the veterans community and in uh, the VA, this is the area where the breakdown comes about with getting benefits for our veterans through successfully, whether it be for, for health care and service-connected disabilities, and this thing seems to, to just drag on, drag on, and, uh, and it doesn't help the veterans. It's more of a frustrating situation. It keeps them with the issues that they're trying to relieve themselves from that they maintain as a result of being able to get these services. What's, what's been your experience with that uh, in, in, in working with uh, 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 NACV? 
Well, he, he, you know, he, here in the district, and we're, we're, we're not any different than anywhere else, and primarily we're, we're, we've focused on inner cities more than anything else. But, but you have tremendous expertise, especially from veterans, and you have a number of veterans that have all kinds of skills and, and even have their own construction and, and, and contracting and various other companies. But the, the problem is getting to the table. The problem is getting, getting a bid or the problem is getting a contract. And, and a lot of times we get frustrated because we, the best we can do is get uh, subcontracts and we don't get the financing we need to, to be able to really uh, take off and, and run. So I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm going to take your advice and, and get, uh, you know, get, get involved with the LCEs and get our organization more actively involved in that. By the way, I, I forgot to mention the Teamsters, uh, were providing, uh, the transportation for our furniture program, the local Teamsters union, and, uh, and they did that for five years. We never had an accident. We never, uh, we never missed. And, and so they were doing some, uh, some really uh, stalwart things. The, the, the great expectations program that we have is designed to address those issues that we're talking about, Bill, and hopefully we're going to be able to roll that out with UMED and, and, and Tom Wilson and some of the other. And, and I've met, we've met with the VA, the local VA, on, on the great expectations program. What it does is it's a, it's a, uh, it's a attitude and behavior modification program that addresses all aspects of reentry for veterans. It, it addresses uh, mental health, health, um, spirituality, socialization, um, a, as well as vocation and career, and it really focuses on housing and employment. So, um, you know, hopefully our 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 um, our website is NACV, nacv one dot org, and. Uh, Hopefully we, we, we can uh, spread the word and get this program to, uh, to catch on. Well, Cecil, also, I think with giving that information out, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, you get volunteers, but also uh, what it takes to, to, to have a successful operation like this is uh, donations with money or in kind. Tell our listening pro, uh, 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 listeners how they can assist. I mean, you know, we're in every state in the country, and Gary, 98 countries around the world. Mm-hmm. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, that's with, that's uh, funny, Gary, because when you were talking about uh, uh, Voice of America, when I was a dependent in, uh, in Morocco, when my dad was in the Navy, uh, we listened to Voice of America when I was... Uh, uh, you know, in, in Germany, we listen to Voice of America. So, uh, uh, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, this is really uh, brings back, brings back memories. But yeah, the kind of things we need, uh, it, 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 we're, we're paying, uh, we're paying lease costs, we're paying utilities costs, we're paying, uh, uh, you know, rents for vets that can't, uh, can't afford it. We're, 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 you know, having to buy materials and I'm going to take advantage of that tool, <laughs> tools for troops. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Home Depot helped us out on on uh, on both of our projects, and they did they did a super super job. But yeah, we we always need volunteers, but but we always need uh, money because a lot of times people will provide uh, uh, materials and sometimes labor, but they they won't they won't uh, we don't have the money for the for the day to day operating costs, and and we don't have any staff money and that sort of thing. So uh, that that would be great. 
Right. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Do you own a business and you feel that your merchant account is taking money out of your pocket? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are a national merchant service company, and Josh Cole is the owner. Give him a call right now. He will save you money. I guarantee it. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407 4010772. That's 407 4010772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Cecil Byrd, Executive Director for the National Association of Concerned Veterans. And, Bill, you had a question, I believe it was about employment. Yeah, well, uh, Cecil, uh, we'd just like to hear a little bit uh, about uh, some of the uh, contractual arrangements that you've had with some of the different agencies, whether they be uh, government, non-government, to uh, to help uh, veterans uh, uh, in uh, you know gaining control over their lives with employment. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, when 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 I uh, when I first came up to DC and and uh, was working with with NACV, one of our first contracts was uh, a joint venture effort with the National Black Veterans Organization, and and later uh, NABVETS, and uh, we were doing uh, energy conservation, we were doing recycling, uh, we were we were doing weatherization. We had a contract with the district government to to weatherize over 250 houses. Uh, at, at one point in time, between 1984 and 1994, uh, we, we had as many as 130 veterans working every single day doing um, asbestos abatement and lead-based paint abatement. We did that at the, uh, we took the lead, uh, 
the, the lead dust out of the uh, the firing range at the Navy Yard. We we uh, one of the first contractors to go into the Pentagon and do asbestos um, uh, abatement there. We've done work at CIA labor. Uh, uh, we we've done work all, all all over the area. We we also had a contract to train black veteran entrepreneurs. Uh, we've done a lot of work with um, with green engineering and uh, and solar and um, uh, you know uh, uh, passive solar and uh, photovoltaic winds, um, low head hydro, the whole the whole nine yards. Our, 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 I think most of us are, uh, the NACV is really old and we're ready to pass the baton and we, we want to see ourselves supporting the, uh, the younger vet groups and the student vet groups and, um, that, that's, that's where we see our, our, um, uh, you know, our, our role in the future is to support them and, and, uh, you know, as, as they move into the, oh, by the way, we're also doing some, some work with, um, in, in researching and, uh, and looking at, at, at uh, more non-traditional operation. You know, the, the VA for so many years has been uh, worked from sickness as, a well, as, as opposed to wellness, and so we're trying to encourage that movement to a wellness uh, position. We're even, uh, we're even exploring and researching, uh, you know, the medical marijuana for, for some, to, to cut down on some of the prescription meds that, and dependency that a lot of the vets are uh, are getting are getting caught up in. That's All great right. work, Cecil. It sure is. Maybe you can give us a quick rundown, um, uh, Cecil, on uh, what a veteran. How can they qualify for a home? Well, you know the the uh, m- most most of the veterans. All they got, all they got to do is, is con- contact the VA online, and and they'll take you through the, uh, you know, that entire process, and they'll, they'll hand. In fact, I, I I deal with USAA, and but there's uh, there's there's tons and tons of, of veteran groups that can help you uh, access your GI Bill, uh, your your uh, your. Uh, uh, your house, your your home loan. That's that's a very you know simple, straightforward process. The only problem is the veterans that we deal with are are not in a position to take advantage of their of of their GI uh, home loan because their their housing situation is so fragile. So that's that's what we're striving to do is is transition them upward um, and and get into a more stable situation. But those, by the way. Eighty percent of of the of the individuals getting out of the military can can certainly make that adjustment uh, with time and assistance, and they certainly could qualify and benefit from the the, the GI home loan, and and that is a uh, you know low interest, uh, not and and low down payments, and um, you know it's it's there for the taking, and they need to take advantage of that. And any of the veteran organizations can tell them how to how to access that. Uh, that benefit that they've earned are all these yeah, benefits in in a thirty in all thirty five states. That's all, your all yeah? fifty states. <laughs> oh, you're in all fifty now. All right. No, no, no. We aren't. I'm just saying the our, oh. you know the veteran service organization. Any of them can 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 assist you in that. Now we our heyday is uh, is long gone, Gary. We're uh, <laughs> we're just we're just uh, walking around on canes and supporting the uh, the younger vets nowadays. All right. Bill, I heard you had a question. I, I interrupted you. No, I, I, uh, the, these are great projects uh, uh, that yes, uh, uh, 
uh, Cecil is talking about, and uh, the one that you uh, mentioned with uh, NABVETS, uh, my good friend Joe Wynn over there with his training center, I mean, especially in the, uh, in the business area, and in uh, uh, starting a business have been extremely helpful to folks in the in the local area. Yeah, Joe Joe's uncle uh, Tom Wynn uh, started Nab Vets, and and uh, you know he he was a he was a super, and 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 Joe's doing a phenomenal job. He's been really hanging in there, and he's helping a lot of veterans. Right, and 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 Cecil, they did that in Gary's hometown up in Milwaukee. Yes. Wow. They did. All right. All right. All right. Now, gentlemen, we only have a couple minutes left. And Cecil, it was a pleasure having you on our show this morning and hope to have you back. Uh, What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? I think think the the biggest thing is the the issues with veterans is that the VA has had and, and we all have is they need an advocate. And if a veteran can advocate for themselves or they have someone to advocate for them, they're not going to have the, the issues that have uh, haunted uh, veterans and haunted the VA. So we're really trying, our effort has always been to, uh, to advocate, uh, you know, from discharge review, discharge upgrading claims, benefits. They need an advocate, and, and we've got to focus on jobs. The Department of Labor, the VA, DOD, everybody needs to focus on putting veterans to work. That's true. Very, very true. Bill? Well, uh, Cecil, thank you very much for your service to the country and the continued service that you're providing to veterans. You, you know, you made a statement uh, uh, just a few seconds ago about us being on the canes now, and we're finished. <laughs> we're not finished, especially with the way technology is today. We can still give advice uh, from the family room in uh, uh, all of these means out there. So you're doing a great job, and uh, we appreciate it. And it's uh, veterans helping veterans. Yep, right. exactly. Thank exactly. you, guys. Thank you so well, much. Thank you, and hope to have you on again. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Ray along with Bill and Cecil. We'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America and we truly do. 